Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, and welcome to the first podcast of 2019. I am so excited for this. New year, new me. New year, better me. You feel me? And yeah, I'm just really excited for, I guess, these podcasts this year and how it's going to grow and my channel and just kind of everything. I have a lot of new ideas and I just feel, I always feel very inspired around this time of year and I like the hype that everyone is kind of in, you know, I I love seeing it on social media. I love seeing people post about how excited they are and their goals and what they want to achieve this year. It's just a really good energy. Um, So yeah, here's to a new year. Happy New Year, you guys. I hope you all had a good New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, just a good holiday in general. Mine was kind (laughs) of fucked up to say the least. Um, It was chill. Like I was with two of my best friends and I was at their house and then we went out just to like, like a small, like it was chill, light, but just don't mix alcohols like I really did not drink that much but I was drinking tequila and then I they brought out champagne and I was like yeah great idea no no I literally started feeling just like I need to go home like I need to go home I need to go home and it was only like it was barely after midnight because I remember I was there for the countdown and then I was like "Uh, I'm gonna go it was like early as fuck and in the uber I was just like I feel so sick like oh my god and that never happens to me like ever also i haven't drank in a while so i think that was also part of it but i was just in the uber i was in the front seat too it was like a pool i was just trying not to vomit like it was a lot i got home i vomited i was like okay i'll go to bed you know did a skincare the whole day the next day i woke up i was vomiting all fucking day and it was crazy because i didn't even drink that much like hate to admit this, I've been way more lit, and I've woken up and been fine, you know, but it's just whenever, especially fucking champagne, never mix, like, just don't, don't be stupid, like, and I know this, and I've gone through this a couple times before, and every time, I'm like, am I dumb, and I, like, face her, my mom, I'm like, I feel like I'm dying, and, you know, she's like, you dumb bitch, like, what's your problem, anyway, so it was fun before that, <laughs> But it was kind of a fucked up way to spend the first... Like, it literally... I was in bed all day, and I woke up on January 2nd, and I was like, that all felt like a bad dream. Now I feel great. And I went to the gym and had a great, real first day of the year. So I hope your day went a little better than that. I really wish I just didn't fuck my life up like that. But, you know, we're past it, and now I'm good, and it's chill. So anyway, what are our goals for New Year's? I want you to all comment your goals if you're watching this on YouTube or wherever else. Tweet me your goals. Like... I want to know because, again, I love this energy that everyone's kind of on of like thinking about what we want to achieve and what we want to do and accomplish and where we want to go this year. Um, And it's just a really that's like that's the energy that you want to be on to make things happen because things don't happen when you're in a place of lack or a place of. Yeah, like, why don't I have that? You know, things start happening when you're like, yes, like I can do it. And when you have that positive almost like grateful outlook on your life you know like I never 
shit doesn't happen when you're just feeling fucking sorry for yourself. Like it really doesn't. And that's not to say if you feel sorry for yourself that you don't deserve good things to happen to you, but it's just like things are more likely to happen faster for you when you are in a place of already feeling whole in yourself and grateful for what you already have. So that's why I really like practicing like the guided meditation that I've talked a lot about. It's like 10 minutes on YouTube. I'll try to remember to link it in this description, but it's like law of attraction, like attract anything you want and they just kind of guide you through like imagining this white light in you and like you they talk about the white light like coming out of your chest and your heart center and you're like sending love to everyone and just having that love grateful like whole within yourself energy that's when dare I say magic happens you know like that's when shit starts happening and my camera just shut off I didn't know the battery was like gonna be dead like that but you know, and that'll force people to listen to it on another platform. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I would recommend that you all do that and just write shit down. And you know, whenever you are feeling good like that and on that like high vibe, just write about it or just have something that will make you remind that, you know, when you're not feeling like that, it'll make you, it'll bring you back to that feeling, I guess. Because one of the best ways to, you know, they say change, change your vibration or raise your vibration or whatever but it's really just what they're talking about when you know you hear these people talk about that is just that feeling within yourself you know like I'm sure you know the difference when you feel grateful and when you feel whole and when you feel good in your life and then when you feel like almost like bored or restless or like why is it more happening to me like I deserve that wake why me you know like it's a different feeling so when you can bring yourself back to that feeling of feeling good and positive and just like yes like excited that's like that's the trick and that's why I think these meditations are really powerful because they guide you through like how to feel like that and how to access it without anything in your external world really changing so like imagine the white light coming down if they talk about it like going down your spine opening all these energy portals and again like shooting the love and the warmth out of your chest and your heart and so you know when you're just in your everyday life or when you are feeling maybe a little down or not like that you can just imagine that and it kind of brings you back and especially practicing it regularly it gets a lot easier and you can do it a lot quicker so that's something that I would definitely recommend you all do especially around this time when I mean hopefully you're on that vibe but yeah especially I feel like a lot of people are already on that vibe of feeling good so to start practicing now when you're already at a high place like it's going to be really powerful for the rest of the year and just the rest of your life so that's also kind of me I swear I put my computer do not disturb um but that's also kind of me reminding myself because I know that I always feel better when I practice that and you just feel more calm and yeah it's just nice to know that you are in control of how you feel and yeah like shit's always gonna happen this is something else I've realized like no matter what stage you are in your life you're gonna have stress you're gonna have shitty things happen to you people are gonna be rude like no matter what And it's crazy because I was kind of thinking about this in regards to relationships. And like right now I'm really not talking to anyone. Like my phone is dry as fuck. Like I text like Sonia, a couple friends and my parents and like, yeah. Um, And sometimes it's easy to kind of feel sorry for myself or like, oh my God, like it just like, sometimes I just really just want to boo. Like, oh my God. But then it's like, sometimes if I am talking to someone that, that brings its own stresses and its own you know, like tea and its own, like, its own set of problems, you know, like there's good and bad, quote unquote, to any situation. So 
you know, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, like I just really want like a family. Like I'm so ready to settle down. But then it's like that also brings, like you can also be unhappy there. So it's kind of like, I guess the idea of the grass is always greener on the other side, you know, like with anything in life, there's going to be positives and negatives and there's always going to be stress and there's always going to be shit. Like you could literally accomplish all your goals. You could, you know, say your dream is to become a famous rapper. Like you're going to be at the top and you're going to, all this shitty stuff is going to happen to you as well. And even though you might be accomplishing a lot of cool shit and all your goals and you might be checking off a bucket list and traveling and like, you know, posting IG videos of all your money, like you're so going to have stress and you're so, you're so human at the end of the day. So instead of going outside of yourself to look for that peace or that feeling of being whole, like you're never going to find it externally. So instead of constantly chasing something that's unattainable, you got to go inside yourself and start practicing that feeling within yourself. And then no matter what happens to you in life, like you'll always be able to come back to that feeling and know that you're going to be okay because you have that connection with yourself, your higher self, whatever you want to call it. Like you're never going to find that elsewhere. And yeah, I was just really thinking about that. Like, wow, like when I was talking to someone, I still had stress and I still had like you know, it came with its own shit. And oh my God, it just stopped recording. And I'm so glad I caught that before I just recorded this whole podcast, like shit. But anyway, yeah, the sooner you can learn to connect with yourself and find that feeling of inner peace and being whole, and I guess just being grateful within yourself, you know, the better your whole life is going to be. Because no matter what you go through, you'll always be able to go back to that feeling because you always have it with you. You know, you're always with yourself. So you'll be able to find it. Like you're never going to find that in the external world. And if you do, it's temporary or can be taken away. But finding it within yourself, like I think that's the key to like true success. So anyway, um, kind of kind of going off of that, um, this tweet really spoke to me. This girl tweeted, your body has a way of humbling you if you delude yourself into thinking you're going to work hard, play harder, and live to tell the story. Rest, sleep, and balance are the keys to success. And I think that's so true because we live in a culture where like, being a workaholic and you know grinding until you fucking die is so glamorized and almost like romanticized as well like everyone it's like you people want to be stressed and i think that just comes as a result of living in a capitalist society and how we all need money to do literally anything you know and in one way it's kind of fun to like the grind can be fun you know especially i mean I guess it really depends on your situation, but I know for like for me, because I kind of like I'm doing my own thing, have my own business, I'm my own boss, like that can be fun. It can be really exhausting at times and stressful, but it can be fun. But then at the same time, it's like fucked up that we live in this world where our life is defined by how much money we have. And so many people don't like there's just not equal opportunity because people don't have money because of capitalism and like it's fucked up that i think it's like the top like i don't know it's like 12 people or something have as much money combined between them as like the rest of the population or something it's like something like that i don't know the exact statistic but it's something like that it's like fucking insane so yeah it's like fun to be like yes grind work hard but then at the same time it's like we're not taking care of ourselves. We're not taking care of our physical bodies, our mental health, our emotional health, our spiritual health. It's just so easy to get caught up in, isn't, isn't it referred to as like the rat race? It's so caught up, so easy to get caught up in that. And especially when everyone around you and probably your parents and you grew up thinking that that's just normal, like why would you ever question it? You know, because 
you need money to eat and live and survive and just stay alive. Yeah. Um, and everyone around you is kind of on this exact same thing because we all grew up here. So it's like you don't even really think about it. But yeah, so I guess take this as a reminder to be kind to yourself and to allow yourself to rest and do things that you just enjoy doing. Um, yeah, rest, sleep, balance. Like I just, this tweet I thought was so important because so often on my timeline, it's just people, yes, the grind never stops, big things coming soon. I can't wait. Like this is my year. And while that energy can be really fun, especially if you're like an artist or doing something creative or, or starting your own business or or doing something to that effect, it can be really exciting and that energy can be really positive. But at the same time, when you take it too far and you don't have that balance of self-care and making sure that you're good, it can become kind of dangerous, I think, because people are just going to keep cheering you on. So why would you stop? You know, Why would you take a break if that's looked down upon? Um, so just remember that. And especially you know, if you're in school or whatnot, like that can be so fucking draining, especially to your mental health which then affects your physical health and everything. So don't feel bad for taking care of yourself, for slowing down, for taking a break. And again, I feel like meditation can really help with that because it takes you, I was going to say it takes you outside of yourself, but it really takes you within yourself and allows the external pressures to kind of, I don't know, chill chill the fuck out within your brain. <laughs> so that's what I'd recommend. But yeah, keep that in mind this year too, especially when we are all on that vibe of like doing more, being more, being our best self. Like part of being your best self is allowing yourself to chill the fuck out. Anyway, I wanted to talk, kind of switching the subject, a Stella Ray podcast classic talking about some sexual education. <laughs> um, but Sonia and I have been watching this Netflix series. I think it's pretty new because we just recently kind of heard about it. It's called Sex and Love Around the World, and it's this, um, and what is she, is it CNN? CBS? Oh my god, what is she with? But it's like this reporter, and she basically is going around to different countries and just kind of exploring the culture when it comes to sex and love and relationships and intimacy and it's just so fascinating and I really like the way that they do it because they are very inclusive and I like that they don't just focus on heterosexual like cisgender relationships you know they include trans people they include gay people they include people of I mean obviously different like ethnicities and everything because they're going around the world but yeah I just like how inclusive it is and I like how non-judgmental and how curious she is the like main lady who's doing it what's her name it's like is it Christina Christine I don't know, look it up, but (laughs) yeah, it's really good, and I would definitely recommend it, especially if you're interested in, I don't know, sex, sexual education, just how culture, how it defines, or how it differs from culture to culture, Um, but there was an episode about Delhi, and just kind of the, I don't know, intimacy culture there, and she was interviewing these two women, and they were talking about how you know, there's really no sex ed there and how the main source of sexual education is porn and how it's just very, you know, like focused on the penis and, you know, it's just very male centric, which is the same in the United States, you know, like if you look at most mainstream porn, it's very like, she's sucking me off, then I'm a fucker. Like, that's it. Like, it's not focused on really the woman and it's not typically... You know, like the woman, I don't know, it's just, it's very unrealistic. 
Um, and so people, especially men, think that's how sex is supposed to be. And then they also talked about the societal pressures of being a woman and how you're taught to just not talk to boys, not talk to boys, not talk to boys. And then all of a sudden, like, they said, fuck this one and have babies. And again, there are some similarities in the United States. Um, you know, the United States as a whole, and then of course it, it varies. There is a lot of different culture within the United States. So it's going to, I guess the ex- extremity of it is going to vary, um, But yeah, I thought that was also very interesting, and it kind of related to the Atlantic article that is actually on my Instagram as like a highlight. I made a sex ed highlight on my Instagram. I was like, yes, educate these bitches, yes. Let's talk about getting tested. Um, But in that article, it talked about how we're taught to be very focused on our careers and on school, and so by the time we're usually in our 30s, like you know, we're kind of ready to settle down or have that committed relationship. And a lot of people don't really know how because we were never taught. And um, that goes for relationships as well as sex and how to have good sex. And, you know, especially when it comes to men dealing with women. Um, So I just thought that was very interesting. And each episode of the Netflix series, again, is about a different country. And they just talk about a lot of different issues. And yeah, I would definitely recommend it if you're looking for that educational content and it's very interesting as well i feel like some documentaries can be a little slow or uninteresting but this is one that i like the way it's edited i think it's very fast-paced again it's very inclusive and i really like the main ladies would you call her a narrator i don't know like the host i really like her curiosity and her open-mindedness so i would recommend um something else i got a tumblr ask that was along the lines of i get along with guys better i just can't be friends with girls like is that bad and i replied with a classic uh this sounds like some internalized misogyny so let's talk about it (laughs) i want to read a book about this if any of you have any book recommendations i've kind of just learned about this as i don't know like some books kind of talk about this but is there a book that really talks about this you know um But it kind of comes down to the idea that, like, it kind of comes down to stereotypes. And, like, oh, men are less dramatic. Men are less emotional. Women are too complicated. Women are too emotional. Women are just too much to handle. Um, And that also, you can see examples of that in our society. For example, we've never had a woman president. Oh, my God, they're just being too emotional. Like, they just wouldn't be able to handle it. They would just, like, cry. Like, you have PMS. Like, you can't handle it. Um, and it's also this idea of like, I just get along with guys better. It's also kind of a pick me thing, which we've talked about and you have probably seen on Twitter, but it's that idea of like, I'm not like these other hoes, like pick me because I'm not like these other bitches. Like I get along with guys better. Like I'm not emotional like these other girls. Like I'm different. Like I don't cry. Like I, I just don't get PMS. I just love, I'm not going to go to the club and be a hoe. Like I just love not wearing makeup. You know, I'm not like these other bitches. Um, and that, that's internalized misogyny. Like it's hating women for no reason. And it's hating women so that you appeal to men, which bitch, who the fuck wants to appeal more to men? Not me. (laughs) I mean, that's why obviously like we're all kind of socialized to try to appeal to somebody. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of like those stereotypes and, If you find yourself believing this or thinking this way, or if you are someone who believes that you get along better with guys, I would say kind of reflect and think about why you think that is and 
I guess just be mindful of it and realize that it's not the truth. It's just kind of what you've learned and it's what, you know, it's kind of a product of the environment that you grew up in, whether that's your immediate environment, you know, in your family, whether it's in school or whether it's just kind of society as a whole, you know, in mainstream media and, and, you know, again, like, I think just looking at the our history of presidents in the United States is such a prime, like, obvious example. Um, but yeah, it's, I just, I really hate that shit. <laughs> I just get along better with guys like girls. Are just, it's such a blanket statement as well. Like, all guys are different and all girls are different. So yeah, just catch yourself and be mindful of it and ask yourself, why do I think this? <laughs> but again, if you have any books or movies, documentaries, like articles that I can read, watch, etc. that are kind of about this subject, I would love to hear about it because I would love to learn more about this. Because again, like I, I feel like I know a few things, but I would definitely love to go deeper into it and be able to explain myself better. Okay, so the last thing I wanted to talk about goes back to the book that I've kind of been talking about in the last few episodes, which is, so you want to talk about race. And I'm almost done with it. Like I literally have like two chapters left. I kind of stopped reading it because I was out of town and then I didn't bring any books with me and uh, SMH. Um, But this chapter is about the model minority myth. And at first I was like, what is this? I've never heard of this. Like, what do you mean? Like a lot of the things in this book I had at least heard about, you know, even if I didn't know extensively what it was or know the history behind it or etc I at least had kind of like heard of it before but this was something that I had never really heard of but as I was reading this chapter it started to make a lot of sense and it's really interesting to read this because you guys know like Sonia is my best friend and she is like half Asian she's half Taiwanese she always gets the ethnicity question too like it's it's appalling but she said before, like, um, I don't know, like, we'll hear racist shit towards the Asian community, like Asian Americans, etc. And people just don't call it out, usually in the same way that they would call out shit about different minorities. And Sonia has always said this, like, people just don't care about racism towards Asians. Like, it's just people don't care. Like, it's not, I don't know, just people don't make as big a deal out of it. And so it's kind of something I had always been aware of and kind of noticed. And it was so interesting to have this whole chapter talk about that. This whole chapter is basically about Asian Americans and... Okay, so let's let's get into it. So basically, this idea of model minorities, I was like, what is that? Um, and it's the idea that there are model minorities, like how minorities should be, and problem minorities. And both are harmful But the model minorities are not seen as harmful because it's like, oh, you're like an exempt example of how a minority should be in the United States. Um, But it's like the people who are being harmed by it are made invisible. So it is harmful, even though it's not looked at in like a a negative way, like a problem minority would be. You know, like they're kind of looked at differently, but they both are harmful for different reasons. So, for example, like there's this stereotype that Asian Americans, Asians are you know, so good at math and science and that's what they should pursue. And I guess explaining more what a model minority is, it's like, oh, they're so, let me find where it is. You guys should all read this book. I know I've talked about it, but um, included in these stereotypes are presumptions of academic and financial success, social and political meekness, a strong work ethic, dominance in math and sciences, and strict parenting. Um, 
So the sociologist William Peterson in 1966 basically studied the success of Asian Americans and contrasted them with what he termed problem minorities, which, you know, that those are stereotypes of like, oh, you're not educated or you don't have academic financial success, like, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, for example, these stereotypes of being very successful in math and science. So if someone's Asian American and they decide to pursue something that's not that, they're not taken seriously because it's like, well, why are you doing this? Like, you're so silly. You, like, you belong here doing math or doing science where you're going to succeed. Like, why would you be in, interested in arts or something else? Um, and then there's also this pressure to have a great success and to live up to the image projected onto them by society. And, you know, that's, we can obviously why that would be harmful. And one of the major reasons why is it makes it hard to stand up against this and to complain about microaggressions and just racism and that really made me think about like what Sonia says when she talks about like no one cares about racism towards Asians because like there's this image about them like oh you're the model minority like you know we don't see you in a bad way so it's fine like you're fine like it's not a problem um so I think that was really interesting and then it also talked about how it kind of puts minorities against each other like oh there's there's model minorities and problem minorities and it says um you know it this really prevents asian americans and non-asian people of color from it says quote recognizing and organizing around shared experiences of labor exploitation lack of government representation lack of pop culture representation cultural appropriation and much more so you know they could be all coming together to stand up against this but because there's this divide of like you're the good minorities and you're the bad minorities it it puts them against each other um and then the chap it talks about a lot of different things as well like i'm just kind of going over a few of them um this was also really interesting. Actually, one more is the health and safety of Asian American women. And, you know, there's this stereotype of the docile, you know, submissive Asian woman. And it's often used, this is a quote as well, it's often used to encourage and hide abuse of Asian women by their partners. And between 41 and 61% of Asian American women will be physically or sexually abused by their partners in their lifetime, which is twice the national average for all women. There's usually higher rates of depression and suicidal thoughts in them, but they're rarely the focus of domestic violence awareness or mental health efforts or victim advocacy, just, again, because of the image projected onto them. So, you know, they're not taken seriously in a lot of ways, and, you know, just because they're not seen as a bad or a problem minority, it doesn't mean that this, I guess, stereotype or, again, the image projected onto them is not harmful. So then the chapter ends by saying, and this is a quote, we are not in competition for the biggest slice of white supremacist pie. We will never be free until we were, we are all seen and valued for our unique cultural history, talents, and challenges. And there is no, or we cannot win this battle against racism if we do not realize there is no set of racial or ethnic stereotypes that will set us free, no matter how appealing they seem on the surface. So I just thought this was really interesting and it's interesting that this chapter is about how it's not talked about because I read this kind of like, oh, this makes sense, but yeah, I've never really heard about this. Um, so I would recommend that you all read this. It's very eye-opening and again, especially as someone who's not a racial minority, 
Um, I think it's really important to be aware of these issues because if I were to just live in my bubble, you know, I, I wouldn't be aware of this and therefore I would be complicit and I wouldn't be trying to educate myself and in hopes to change this. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just thought this was super interesting. I, I'm like shocked, appalled. I would really recommend everyone read this, you know, it's just really, it's really important. And yeah, wow. I love this book, you guys. I'm, yeah, I literally have like one, maybe two chapters left. But yeah, it's really good. So I would recommend you all read this. This was kind of like a little, it's turned a little heavy. Wow, I wish I had something to kind of end this on a lighter note. But I, I honestly really don't. I have a, you know, I'm going to the gym after this. Uh, fuck. Um, but yeah, I guess let me know your thoughts on any of this down below. And again, let me know if you have any articles or other books or documentaries, movies, etc. that you would recommend in regards to anything that I talked about today. And also let me know what you would like me to talk about more next time. I always want to further educate myself and share what I've been learning. And I guess that's kind of the point of why I like to do these podcasts, because I do like to have those discussions. And yeah, I like to be aware of what's going on in this world and especially things that don't necessarily affect me directly. Um, so thank you again for watching or watching, listening, I guess listening at this point, the camera is not on, um, and happy 2019, you guys also leave a comment, you know, again with your goals, aspirations, I already have a flight planned, a flight booked, a trip booked for this year that I'm super excited about. And yeah, I'm just really excited for what this year has to bring. So thank you for listening and I will see you guys next week.